Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Morning Woods. I'm Miles Tridel, writer, producer, and narrator of this episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider writing a review and sharing the show with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. The lawyer approached me after the funeral. Whether he truly hadn't found a better opportunity until then, or he'd been putting off facing me in person until the very last moment, I'll never know. But it doesn't really matter. He handed me the letter, my mother's final message, or so he said, and then he disappeared through the stained glass doors of the church. No doubt he climbed into a BMW or Mercedes that he'd miraculously parked near the front of the building and drove off to another grieving family. Wondering if the letter was the suicide note I had originally thought my mom neglected to leave, I excused myself from the loitering crowd of pity-driven family and friends to find somewhere quiet. I pretended to make my way towards the restrooms, but continued past them into a dark room behind a thankfully locked door. With trembling hands, I unfolded the letter. It was only one page, single-spaced, written on a piece of notebook paper that had been sloppily torn away from its friends. A few round wrinkles could be seen distorting a few words. Running my finger over my mother's final tears brought a few fresh ones to my own eyes. I subdued them and began to read. My dear Mark, I'm writing this to clear up any dark ideas of what you might think drove me to end my life. I want to resolve you of any guilt or shame you may be feeling at my passing. I want to take away your sadness and replace it with the joy that fills my heart knowing I'm going to be with your dad in just a few minutes. I knew it would sound crazy, so I never told you about the Ouija board I found at the thrift store. From the very night I brought it home, it allowed me to talk to Ted. At first he would only answer simple yes or no questions, but one night he asked if I wanted to see him. I'm sure you can imagine what my answer was. He appeared to me every night. He laid next to me as I fell asleep, just as he did in life. Everything was just as it was before the accident. I would have been so happy if I could just touch him. Eventually I asked him if there was a way I could, and he told me what I had to do. Which is what I'm doing just as soon as I finish writing this letter. I had to stop reading and collect myself. Her words made her seem so lucid. Besides the obviously delusional ideas about my dad's ghost, I never would have guessed she would be in the mental state to write so clearly before she slit both her wrists and her throat. By the time I'd found her, her body had been almost entirely drained of blood. She was a pale, 
sunken version of the woman I'd known my whole life. I continued reading. Although my life on Earth is ending, seeing your father has given me hope for what comes next. Just know that I love you and that I can't wait for you to join us so we can be a family again. Please don't rush. Life is a wonderful gift. I just didn't want to spend it without your father by my side anymore. Goodbye for now, Mom. The sadness didn't fade, but I did find an odd comfort in my mother's apparent insanity. Something had obviously come over her, something she couldn't have resisted on her own. She was right. The letter did free me of any guilt or shame surrounding her suicide. I stopped my mom's house after the burial just to check in on it. I guess, according to the will, it had become my house, but I'll never think of it that way. I went upstairs to the room where I'd found my mother's lifeless body. When I opened the door, she was standing there as if she'd been waiting for me. Her throat hung open, and she held her slashed wrists out to the sides as if welcoming me to embrace her. I froze. Something about her smile was so unfamiliar, so disconnected from the person who raised me. The way she bared her teeth didn't resemble any expression I recognized. Here I am, sweetie, she whispered or screamed. I really couldn't distinguish the inhuman voice that resonated through the room. Still staring at me with that sickly smile, she added, Here I am, with you until the end. I left the house in a dead run. I didn't speak to anyone or stop anywhere else until I got to my apartment in the city. My mother wasn't lying. She usually waits until I've been able to put her out of my mind to show up in a reflection or a photo. She's never there if I look twice. She reveals herself just long enough to remind me that she's there, always bearing that evil grin. I know the thing I'm seeing isn't my mother. I bet everything I have that whatever she was seeing wasn't my father. I just need it to go away. I never feel alone. I never feel safe. I'm just about ready to end my own life if it will just make her disappear for good. If you'd like more from The Warning Woods, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. Patrons get early access to ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, exclusive downloads, and more. Do you think the music from this episode would fit a project you're working on? Patrons can download the music from each episode, license-free, for personal or professional use. Visit patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. Thank you. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.